0: Okay, good evening. The Pasha is the Pasha Bo, and uh, the format is a little different because uh, last night I went to a wedding, which I was very happy to go, but they scheduled the wedding the same time as the shear. So the shear is only broadcast uh, on the internet, and I hope that those of you who are used to it, who are used to getting it, will uh, find this okay. Only Tzvi Taffer is here with me, but uh, the others have not yet. A, we'll just, we will resume next week, Rabbi Sachs. Wednesday night. What? Rabbi Sachs is here. Rabbi Sachs is where? He's watching. Oh, he's watching. Rabbi Sachs is watching. Okay, great. Um, the parsha Bo is, is the parsha of uh, the Makot. Uh, it starts with Arbe. And every one of the makot has been uh, discussed at length in a uh, variety of ways. What I'd like to uh, what I'd like to do is point out to you that only the half of the story of the makot in Mitzrayim is actually told in the Chumash. What do I mean? I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu came to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to complain that he was not being successful. Every time he brought the Makkah down on Mitzrayim, uh, starting from Arbeh in this parasha, but even before in the parasha of era. every time the Makkah was mentioned, he went to Paro and he said, let them out. The Paro answered whatever he answered. But when the Makkah was removed from, uh, from Mitzrayim, uh, Paro changed his mind. He, he refused. He refused so that in some strange way, the makot in Mitzrayim, the makot of Mitzrayim, which were um, brought upon Mitzrayim by Kodesh Baruch Hu, says the makot of Mitzrayim somehow did, were not effective. The Mitzrayim were not were not impressed. Uh, how is that possible? But the the real question, the real question I want to ask, which is not part of the story of Yitzchak Mitzrayim is, okay, the Torah says that God hardened the heart of Paro, as though God takes responsibility for the fact that Paro is not paying attention to Moshe Rabbeinu and the Makot. But my question always was, what did Paro say to himself? I mean, what was it that gave Paro the strength of purpose and the and of mind to be able to say, no, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about uh, 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 the Makkah. This is the end. Moshe Rabbe is not going to be able to do anything worse, and it just gets worse and worse and worse until Bnei Yisrael leave Mitzrayim and get to Yamsu, where they are, uh, Bnei Israel are allowed to pass through the waters, and the Egyptians are all killed in some way. So, from the point of view of the Egyptians, I was telling a story about the Egyptians. How was it that they were so uh, willing to follow Paro in this madness, actually, the madness of being able to uh, uh, accept the makkah, accept whatever happened, including Makat Beharot, which seems to be quite remarkable, and to say, and to say, uh, okay, we, we got through it this far, we'll, we'll continue. We like to have slaves and we like to have Jews who are slaves. What was it that, that, uh, that Paro was saying to himself? He didn't say that I'm not going to let them out because God hardened my heart. He must have said something to himself which he felt was reasonable. So I'd like to uh, mention two things. That he thought, probably thought were reasonable. First is the matter of Khartoumim. The matter of Khartoumim. Excuse me. That's mean. Not so good. Uh, the first, the matter of Khartoumim. You know that there were these magicians that Paro had. And for some reason, the first makkah, or the first, maybe more than the first makkah, but I would say the first thing that Moshe Rabbeinu did in Mitzrayim was to throw down the staff, and the staff turned into a snake. Then he picked up the tail of the snake, and it turned back into a staff. And this was apparently an impressive feat that Moshe Rabbeinu was doing Instigated by a Kodesh Bochu. It was, it was uh, Kodesh Bochu's miracle. Then, lo and behold, along came the Khartoumim, and they did the same thing. They did the same thing. So, like, what did that mean to Paro? What did Paro learn from this? Well, he said, he said, that it seems that uh, uh, Moshe Abeinu was also one of the Khartoumim. He's also a person who has this kind of power, but there are other people like him what happened when the Makkah, when Moshe Rabbeinu was not, when the Khartoumim were not able to reproduce the Makkah? So what did Paro say then? Paro said, okay, my Khartoumim can't do it, but there must be other Khartoumim someplace in the world. You remember when Boloch had a problem and he wanted one of the Khartoumim, whose name was Bilam. To work on his behalf, he had to go and find him and hire him. That might have been the situation in the ancient world. That, that people, or that kings, who wanted uh, the fancier level of Khartoumim, would have to go and hire them and find them. so Pharaoh might have said to himself, look, my Khartoumim, the ones that were in-house, so to speak, they can't do it. But there's somebody else, there's somebody someplace in the world who can do it. And so Paro was able to fortify himself with the thought that that's like a sort of a, a strange, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu allow this thought to enter the mind of Paro? It's almost like saying Paro was a living witness to the fact that God is not uh, able, is not able and not willing to show his power and his strength. That's the first thing that you have to understand and that's the role of the Khartoumim as far as the Egyptians were concerned in the story of Yitziat Mitzrayim and that they were an argument, they produced an argument that enabled Paro, enabled Paro to, uh, to say to himself, this is probably the last thing, the last thing that, uh, uh, that, that Moshe Rabbein was able to do Is the last thing that Moshe Rabbeinu is able to do, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that my Khartoumim can't do it, because there are other Khartoumim, probably in the world, who can do it. So the first answer to the question that we asked was, what was Paro thinking? How did Paro convince himself? So the first answer has to do with the notion of Khartoumim, and whether the Khartoumim are ultimate, there are no others, or you say quite the opposite. There are there are others, and you know maybe they would be able to do them. Therefore, my interest, Paro would say, is to get Moshe Rabbeinu to cut it out to stop it. But that's not going to get me to change my mind about the uh, about the Chartubim. The second answer, the second answer that I want to suggest that I want to mention to you is uh, found in the Ramban. You know that the Ramban at the end of the Pasha of Bo, uh, quite at length, discusses attaching the notion of Yitziat Mitzrayim, the notion of Yitziat Mitzrayim to doing mitzvot. Many mitzvot in the Torah are called or or, uh, are introduced or followed up by the notion of Zeicher L'Yitziat Mitzrayim. Even Shabbat, even Shabbat, Friday night when we say Kiddush, we say Zeicher Li Mitzrayat, Mitzrayim, which has nothing to do, as far as I know, has nothing to do with Shabbat. We also say in Kiddush, Zeicher Li Yisiyat, Zechel Lema Reshit. Eishit. Zeicher Okay, what is that? That's about Shabbat. But in what way does Shabbos connect to Yitziyat Mitzrayim? So the answer, the answer is, first I'll give you an answer, I'll say it a certain way, then we'll see how the Ramban, how the Ramban says it. Zeichel Yitziat Mitzrayim is a time when we became aware of God's power. God's power. God's power in the Chumash is called Chosek Yad, a strong arm. And a strong arm, I mean, what, what does that mean? I mean, all the miracles and all the Nisim were well, well, God's strong arm. I mean, what's, what's there to say? Uh, well, there's no other way to understand it. But you know that in the beginning of the Pasha of Ma'ira, at the end of the Pasha of Shemot, Moshe Rabbeinu complains. Right? Moshe complains. What happened was in Perik Vav, Pasuk Tet, it says, "Vayi'hevem Moshe kenel b'nei Yisrael b'lo Moshe mikotzer roch They didn't listen, right? They weren't able. They weren't. They weren't in a listening mood. And this happens after the end of of the parsha of Shemot, the end of the parsha of Shemot, where Moshe Abenu says, "Vayashov Moshe l'Hashem Yomar Adonai lama hariota lama ze." Why did you send me? This was after Paro increased the labor that they were doing to make bricks to build to build uh, houses, buildings. Lama Hariota Furthermore, Moshe Rabbeinu says, My azbati azbati el Since I came to Paro to speak in your name, heirala amaze. Things get worse and worse. So Moshe Rabbeinu would say, What am I doing? What am I doing? I know that, I, it's not that Moshe Rabbeinu had doubt about whether Kodesh Baruchah should or could or might carry out his promise to free the Jews. That, that, that's pshita. That's pshita would do that, that Kodesh Baruchah could do. Why, why was it that along the way There had to be this start and stop and change and paro agreeing and disagreeing. I mean, what's that got to do with freeing the Jews? Get them out of Mitzrayim on the way to Har Sinai. So God responds, now you will see, now you will see. I'm now going to apply Yad Chazakah. Before it was not Yad Chazakah. Now it is going to be Yad Chazakah. What does that mean? If God does a miracle, that's Yad Chazakah. What what, what was it that God is going to do now that He didn't do before? It's hard to understand. Yad Chazakah Yishalchem. So I think that Yad Chazakah means, Yad Chazakah means an incontrovertible miracle. You know, you say, This is it. No one could deny that this is God's enterprise, that God is freeing the Jews from their slavery in Mitzrayim. So if that's true, you might be able to say that there is also a miracle that's not yet chazakah, not yet chazakah like uh, the Slav. The Jews wanted meat. Along came the birds flying in the air and they all sort of dropped dead right on the, the Jewish community and they ate meat. So, that's not Yad Chazakah. It's nothing. It's not like, you know, you could say, for God, that's a that's a big deal. That's nothing. Or water coming out of a rock. It's not, it's not called Yad Chazakah. That's just something that obviously God can do. So, I think... That Yad Chazakah means a miracle that cannot be, uh, where you can't deny the uniqueness of the power of the, of HaKadosh who made that, who made that miracle. So I want to show you how the, how the, uh, the Ramban uh, says that, how the Ramban says that. I just have to find it here. The Ramban, the Ramban, and the Ramban at the end of the Pasha of Bo is talking about uh, starts talking about the mitzvah of tefillin, what it means, how to understand it, and then he. I mean, it's it's a worthy enterprise. This Ramban, if you have a chance, you should look at it. Uh, The Ramban towards the end, or the the end of his long uh, statement about tefillin. Well, he starts with the word Vata, and now, O Malakha betam mitzvot rabot. I want to explain something to you the meaning or the understanding of many mitzvot. Like, what are we supposed to get out of them? What what comes to us? He starts off by saying, Remember, from the beginning of Avodah Zorah, of idolatry in the world, Mimei Enosh. It started in the time of Enosh, as what Chazal say, which is uh, very close to the creation of the world. It's like sort of the same time that the world was created. Hadeot people, B'emunah. People started being confused about principles of faith. Me'hem kofrim ba'ikar. He says some of them are called denials. They are the deniers of the, of the basic principle. ki olam kadmon. And they say that the world always existed. It was never created. Never created. Ki'chashu b'ashem. They denied God. Ve'yomru lohu. God didn't create anything. Umihem achishim b'yidato apratit, and they deny that God knows about things that are happening. V'amru, <laughs> right? V'amru, <laughs> and they say, "Eka yada el v'yesh De be elyon." He says, "Echa <laughs> uh, who says that uh, that God knows what's going on and and that uh, that the elyon." <laughs> Knows about the world. Some people say that God knows about the world, but they say that God doesn't really control things and is not really interested in what's going on. And they compared people, men, women, to fish in the sea. God, and God is not concerned about them, doesn't, doesn't treat them uh, with sachar onish uh, reward and punishment. And like the fish, so too people. Don't live in a world where there is sachar and onish. So the Ramban is talking about the world, how it really is in the world and they say if god was there once god is no longer in i remember there was a time magazine article once about god leaving the world did god leave the world something like that ka biyachid and when oh uh, yuratzahal kimbe ida oh biyachid vi of Shinui min and when god does something and changes the nature the natural way of things min the the uh, uh, the regularity the naturalness in the world so that's the response god is responding to the ideas that people have about, you know, all these crazy ideas, according to the Ramban, that people developed at the time of Enosh. Because of the, uh, the great miracle, That could only be if God was in charge. I mean, otherwise, how could He change nature? How would God change nature? It's because He made nature, so He's able to change the nature of things, and so that's what, what He says. So it seems that that the miracles they God, some of the miracles that God does in the course of history, come to correct this. Uh, uh, this uh, impossible idea that God has no control over things and is not concerned about them. And in the case that the miracle is predicted by somebody who has prophetic power, it parer mi menu od amitut anevua. And that increases my belief in prophecy. God speaks to man and the secrets he gives over to his servants, the prophets. And therefore we know that the Torah is true because prophecy is true. How do we know the prophecy is true? Because the prophet, the prophet has, uh, has managed to uh, To tell us so, what's going to happen? What will happen? The Ramban continues. The Psukim that say you should know, I am God within the land. They're the world, right? That teaches us that God is cares about the world and what happens and is concerned. Azav Ota and and uh, and the world was not just left to kind of idly go along, but that God is involved. The Amar, another Pasuk, that that uh, God, that the world is God's, meaning that God created the world. Shebera ame'ayin. They are the world is his. He created it from ayin, from nothing, nothing into something. Va'amar bavur teidar ki ein kamoni b'chol ha'aretz l'orod. And that puzzle comes to teach us: Alayicholat shuushalit b'kole ein ma'akev biyado. There's nothing that prevents him from doing whatever he wills. He becalls a mitsuyim makhishim in all of these things the Egyptians were denied Omestapkim, oh, or they had doubts in Keno O Dota Muftim E Dim Nemanim, the Oto and the Muftim. You see the language in the Ramban, the miracles and the that that God made Gidolim, the big ones. So there you have it. There you have it. I think the Ramban is saying, the Ramban is saying that miracles have two purposes. They, on the one hand, the miracles are supposed to accomplish something. They're supposed to, something's supposed to happen. On the other hand, when there's a miracle that is going to change history, and that changes the relationship between the people involved in the miracle, right, up becomes down and down becomes up, then that miracle has more than one simple function. So when the Jews were, uh, were about to leave Mitzrayim, HaKadosh Baruch creates this uh, study hall for the Egyptians, where they have the opportunity to relieve themselves of very strange ideas that grew up in the world that God created. And those strange ideas have to do with hashgacha and Sachar Onesh, and creation itself, was God did God create the world or not? And so the miracles in Yesiad Mitzrayim had what one, on one hand would eventually lead to Paro, Mitzrayim Mitzrayim allowing Am Yisrael to, uh, to leave. But there was another job that these miracles undertook, and that was to kind of enlighten the Egyptians, to make it possible for them to say, to understand that what they did, they did because of God's will. And it wasn't that they wanted to have slaves, but it was that God wanted to enslave them. Them. So you see, uh, that uh, what we say in kiddush on Friday night is correct. How do we know? How do we know about Shabbos? If the Shabbos was created before we were of uh, uh, understanding of things, we have no witness to the creation of the world. It's true we were created in the world, but we have nothing to say about the creation except what's written in the Torah. But when it comes to Yitzhak Mitzrayim, we were there. We were there, we saw the miracles, we heard the miracles, and therefore it makes sense for us to say every Friday night that that uh, uh, that the Masa Bereshit, that the creation of the world, the creation of Shabbat, is something that we understood fully at the time of Yitziyat at the Yetziyat Mitzrayim, because miracles, or the miracle of creation, could only be understood could only be understood for us if there was also if there is a Yitziat Mitzrayim, but if there if there were not the Yitziat Mitzrayim, we wouldn't understand it. The Egyptians had the opportunity, an opportunity apparently to do tshuva, and they didn't take it. They didn't take it. It wasn't. I mean, and so we understand uh, perhaps another way of looking at that famous question in Chazal, like why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu why do God give the Torah to B'nai Yisrael and not offer it to all the nations of the world? Okay, the Medrash says they, uh, the nations of the world rejected it for some reason or other. Each one had a reason. But what, the, what we say, what we actually are say, uh, saying is that the Egyptians representing the nations of the world had an opportunity to see things correctly. And see things correctly is the place of God in the created world. But they rejected that, and that means that all the nations of the world rejected that, because no one came to help the Jews. No one came to help them leave Mitzrayim. But it was all, all the Yad Chachazaka. It was like the, the great miracles, including Makat Bechorot, the first the first and and Kriyat Yam the splitting of the, of the Red Sea. Uh, that was the end of that attempt so it, w- it turned out that only Am Yisrael, only the Jewish people were willing to accept the authority and direction of HaKadosh Baruch which enabled them to accept the Torah and because of the rejectionist position of the Egyptians they were not included in the opportunity to receive the Torah. Uh, okay I'll see you next week, in at Sashem And uh, the shi will be given in the regular time, in the regular place. Um, I assume I won't have to go to a wedding by then. All the best.